Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. We are in the third week of our series, Tayo, or Tayo, 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 Tayo. And uh, we are talking about the book of Haggai, and we're in chapter 2. And the book of Haggai is a great book. I really want to encourage us to read it. Um, it's really short. This is the entire book in my Bible. If you uh, want a different translation, just sit through it and read through it. It's an interesting book because it's so precise. Like Haggai is just like, he, he prophesies uh, like four times, you know, and he tells you exactly when he prophesied. And there's also the date when he did it. And so you can imagine what kind of happened in between. So the, the book of Haggai is kind of like listening to a... If you're listening to someone talk on the phone, imagine you're listening to me talk on the phone and I say something, you can kind of guess what the other person is saying based on my response. That's kind of like what the book of Haggai is doing. We're seeing what Haggai is saying. So we can imagine what the people were thinking or asking or doing um, during the time that prompted these responses from Haggai. I love this text, and I love what we're about to get into today because it breaks the myth of so much, um, what do you call that? So much uh, religious-sounding, even Christian-sounding things that really are not biblical. Things like good people go to church and bad people don't go to church. Well, maybe, maybe not. Or maybe things like, you know, suffering makes you a good person. And people who don't, who are living in luxury are, are, are bad, you know. But people who suffer, those are the ones who are good. Uh, maybe. Or God wants me to do good things. Uh, kind of, but not exactly. See, the truth is a lot, not as simplistic as that, but it's much more beautiful than that as well. Let's read today from Haggai chapter 2, verse 10. It says here, on the 24th day of the ninth month, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet. Thus says the Lord of hosts, ask the priests about the law. If someone carries holy meat in the fold of his garment and touches with his fold bread or stew or wine or oil or any kind of food, does it become holy? The priests answered and said, no. Then Haggai said, if someone who is unclean by contact with a dead body touches any of these, does it become unclean? The priests answered and said, it does become unclean. So it is with these people, with this people and with this nation before me, declares the Lord. And so with every work of their hands and what they offer there is unclean. Now then consider from this day onward, before stone was placed upon stone in the temple of the Lord, how did you fare? When you came to a heap of 20 measures, there were but 10. When one came to the wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were but 20. I struck you and all the products of your toil with blight and with mildew and with hail. Yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. Consider from this day onward, from the 24th day of the ninth month, since the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider... Is the seed yet in the barn? Indeed, the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have yielded nothing. But from this day on, I will bless you. 
Lord, help us to hear your word. Help us to reflect on it, to think on it. Lord, we, we reject even now, Lord, simplistic religious-sounding myths that put ourselves in the center and make ourselves and our good works, our bad works, the reason for all things. Instead, Lord, we want you to be in the center, God, and that we would find our place in relation to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said earlier, this chapter, this section is beautiful because it actually confronts what we might think. And bayan ba sa atin dito? Kala natin, ah, porkit nagsisimba na ako, kailangan ko na to, then babait na ako, titunun na ako mula dito. Maybe, maybe not. See, what matters is not just what we do, but how we're doing it. And let's give some context what's going on here. Um... We can imagine it, we learned last week from uh, Pastor Savior and Pastor John that the people began rebuilding. They were rebuilding the temple. And we can imagine by verse 10, in the ninth month, mga two months later, parang wala pa yung blessing na hinahanap nila. Oh, but ganon? Kala ko lang, ibibless mo na kami. Bakit ganon? Parang di mo pa kami binibless. And they were asking that question. And to respond, Haggai gives this question about food that's holy and food that's dirty and, ha- and touching those things. And then he says, you have, be- have been do- like those unclean people. But watch, he says, because you have been unclean, you have not been blessed. That's verse um, 16. Where before you had 10 measures, but 20, but now there's only 10. That's talking about diminished return. And yet he says, but from this day on, I will bless you. What's going on here? We see here in this text three truths about God's word and our relationship with him that are actually counterintuitive against the grain of the way we understand things. See, we think good people go to church, bad people don't go to church. Good people do good things, bad people do bad things. Uh, not exactly. And what we see here is that God is more concerned about the heart. What are these three truths that we see in this text? Number one, holiness is not contagious, but impurity is. Holiness is not contagious, according to this verse, but impurity is. You know, um, last Sunday after church, so we were at the service, we listened to Pastor John, we had the leaders meeting after. After that, we went with some friends who uh, were looking at properties they wanted to buy in, in Batangas. So, punta kami, amuting na mastak pa yung kotse ko because of the mud. And, and we finally got over it and we were looking at the property and all over the property was all kinds of uh, poop. Diba? Taen ng kalabaw. was all over the place. And so, I told my sons and, and, and Pastor Ian's son, Joshua, was with us. And, and I, my two sons, Philip, and I said, we guys, guys, be careful. There's poop everywhere. Okay, don't step on the poop. Yung sinabi namin. Don't step on the poop. So, I can see Philip is being careful where he was going. Joshua, the gooman, was being careful where he was stepping. Manu, my two-year-old, as usual, was running around recklessly, not stepping on anything, but kinakabahan talaga ako. Finally, he was a bit of a ways away, and I could see him far away, and he bent down and picked up something. And uh, he, he picked up some poop. He picked up some poop, and then he was holding it high in the air for us. And then he said to us, Papa... Mama, is this popo? Is this popo? And we were like, ah, this kid. And we said, yes, put it down, put it down. And he said, I did not step on it. And then he put it down again. Sabi ko, akala ko sa joke lang yun. Sa joke ng mga laseng. Ano mo yun yung pare, tae ba yan? Buti, di ko napakan. 
That's literally what my son did. He picked it up and he put it down. And naturally, what did we do as good parents? We cleaned his hands because there's no telling what he's going to do with his hands. He might scratch his eye. He might put it in his mouth. He might touch our clothes, wipe it all over the car seat. We clean his hands. Why? Because by touching that poop, his hands have become unclean. And he's going to spread that uncleanness on everything. That's kind of like what they're talking about here. Haggai asks the priests, if you're carrying something that's holy in your clothes, I have a robe, I'm carrying my robe, does that mean my robe now has holiness imparting power? Na pag nadapuan niya ibang bagay na ito, magiging holy ito? Hindi. Pero bakit, pag marumi ka, at hinawakan mo yung mga bagay niya, nagiging marumi siya. Let's put it another way. Dirty clothes. I have dirty clothes and I have clean clothes. I put them all together. Do they become clean or do they all become dirty? Dirty dishes. I have dirty dishes in the sink, clean dishes in the sink. Put them all together. Do they become clean or do they become dirty? They become dirty. Because holiness is not contagious, but impurity is. Now, this might seem to us unfair, but not no. Parang hirap naman ang buhay, Christian. Ang hirap magmalinis. Kasi I cannot get it from other people, but I can get dirty from other people. And the reason why that is, is because of the nature of holiness and impurity. See, impurity is spread easily because it is something that contaminates us. But holiness is not something you can spread just that easily, just by uh, touching something that's clean, because it has to come from the heart. Because it is something at the very core of your being, of your very nature. And that's why this truth breaks that myth that good people go to church, bad people don't. Because some people think, ah, basta makapasok lang ako sa simbahan, basta magbasa na ako ng Bible, basta gawin ko na to. If there's no heart transformation, I'm sorry to say, but it's useless. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Now, I'm not saying don't go to church. I love that you're watching this. I would love to see you on, on site also. If that's not possible, then we still have this. But my point in saying this is what needs to happen is the heart transformation. It's not just being there. It's not just osmosis. It's not just because my parents happen to be Christian or my kids drag me to this thing or, or my, my husband or my wife. No, it has to be a work of my heart. Something needs to change fundamentally on the inside of me. That's what God was telling these people. He was saying to them, the same way that this unclean thing and you touch it makes other things in the same way that my son touches poop and now everything he touches is suspect until we clean his hands completely in the same way he was saying to the people of Israel everything you touch is defiled verse 14 so it is with this people this nation before me every work of their hands and what they offer there is unclean it's unclean you think we can fool God with church attendance? Do we think we can fool God with, with reposting religious things, but the heart is still rotten? I mean, we, can't, we don't even like that when people do that to ourselves, right? You have a friend, a co- colleague, boss, family member, 
who's gaslighting you, manipulating you, lying to your face, even though they're saying kind things, but you know their heart. You know they don't mean it. Magpapaloho ka ba doon? Lalo pa si Lord? The judge of heaven and earth who knows our hearts. Do we think that God somewhere up in heaven, uy buti, nag-tune in siya? Sa service? Buti naman. No, He needs our hearts. I hope this service and then small groups and going to the the church or whatever we're doing is doing more than just a penance or paying him off, but it's doing a work in our hearts. That's how deep the work needs to be. That's why he says, holiness is not contagious, but impurity is. You're asking me for a blessing. He's saying, you're asking me for a blessing, but have we changed? Or are we just going through the motions? First counterintuitive statement or truth in Haggai chapter 2, verse 10 to 19. Second one is this, that departing from God brings suffering. But suffering doesn't automatically bring us closer to God. Look at that again in verse 16. How did you fare? You came to a heap of 20 measures, there were but 10. When one came to the wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were but 20. What he's talking about here, these people were working hard, trying to earn money, but they were expecting this much return. I gave this much effort. I should get this much, but this is how much I got. And that's part of what life looks like without God. We work this much for this much return. The Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, those those who watch over it stand guard in vain. Are we? Fighting, working in vain. And that's what he was saying. And yet he says, I struck you and all the products of your toil with blight, with mildew, and with hail, yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. See, the verse is talking about people who have gone through hardship, and yet it did not cause them to re-examine their methods, to re-examine their motives, to go do a deep heart check. Instead, they were like, okay, back to normal. That's kind of what happened here. In fact, more than what happened here in Haggai, that's the story so far in the nation of Israel. We learned this from Pastor Ian, Pastor Savior, uh, Pastor John. What was happening was that these were people who had just come back from exile. They had just come back from exile. They had been judged by God for the sinfulness of their nation before the exile. Ngayon pagbalik, ganun pa rin. Ganun pa rin. If you remember in, in uh, uh, chapter 1, he talked about paneled houses. Why do you live in pa- paneled houses? Then were luxuries, luxurious things, signs of opulence and wealth. And here, the verse is talking about He's talking about you're living in luxury. The house of the Lord is in ruins. That's actually echoed from before the exile. In Amos chapter 5 and 6, the prophet Amos was already talking to the people of God saying, Why do you live at ease? Why do you live in luxury when the work of God and the poor are being neglected? If we were to rewrite that today, that would be like, I'm not saying it's wrong to have nice things. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying though is, what does it look like in proportion to what we do for the poor? To what we do for helping other people? And don't think you can buy God off with a donation. 
All he's saying is the way you spend money, spend your time, spend your energy reveals the rottenness of the heart. If we were to rewrite Amos or Haggai today, paneled houses, latest in technology, latest phone, you have expensive shoes, you have designer clothing with name brands built all over them. What about what God's calling you to do? Where's that? Where's that? How expensive are your sneakers? How expensive are the, are the things you treat yourself to, the places we eat in, and how does that, what does that reveal about our hearts? That's what God was saying. Look, I've already cursed your work, and still you're not returning to me. And in some ways, this pandemic is a, is a sign of that for us. I'm glad things are opening up. I'm hoping, tuloy-tuloy na to. There's word of that combination Delta-Cron thing. Hopefully that's nothing. But what did it change? Did it change anything? I think this pandemic, more than anything, has revealed what really is going on. Revealed. The, the, it exposes the, 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 the inadequacies of our walk with God, na ay, ang hina ko pala. The, the, the cracks in our marriages or in our families that are now being tested. And what do you do? What do we do when those cracks are exposed? Kind of like in Encanto, right? When the cracks in the casita were being exposed. Cover them up. Pretend they're not there. Get mad at the people who are pointing them out to you. Or do we say, God, you need to do a work in my heart. There is so much that's wrong. There is so much that's wrong. Will we listen to the voice of the prophetic word, of the word of the scripture, of of the modern day Haggai telling us, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come back. Which leads me to the third truth in this text is that our actions reveal the wickedness of our hearts. But God blesses repentance. Our actions reveal the wickedness of Because, you know, they came to Haggai most likely saying, oh, where's the blessing? We're working in the temple. And Haggai responds with this holy and unclean thing. Your work is unclean. Everything you do is unclean. <laughs> if I was the people of Israel, ah, sorry na, sorry na po. Hindi, hindi na po magtatanong, di ba? Kasalanan ko to. And yet, and yet look how God ends it. Consider from this day forward. From the 24th day of the ninth month, since the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider. Think of this, huh? Think of this, Sabinia. Is the seed yet in the barn? Have you harvested? Or have you not planted? Indeed, the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate have yielded nothing. But from this day on, I will bless you. What does that mean? After telling them that their actions were not good enough, after telling them that their actions were still unclean because of the uncleanness of their heart, God says, but I'm going to bless you. The day you laid that first foundation. See, here's the tricky thing. Good actions with a bad heart are not enough. Even those good actions will will be corrupted by that bad heart. A good heart does not produce bad actions. Wala namang ganun. Good heart plus good actions. Walang ganun. 
but a good heart will produce good actions over time. And yet what God is waiting for is not for the actions to be completely perfect or complete. He's just waiting for the good heart. That's why he said, even though the temple wasn't finished yet, uh, the day the foundation was laid, consider, I'm going to bless you. God blesses repentance. There's a psalm that says, a broken spirit and a contrite heart you will not despise, O Lord. So these people were offering things with unclean hearts, maybe rich things, luxurious things, saying, oh Lord, take my offering. And God said, I don't like that, I don't like that. But the psalm says, a broken spirit, a contrite heart, a repentant person. God says, I like that. I'll take that. Reminds me of this cartoon of like a stick figure of a tiny person with a heart that's wounded and broken up and scarred. And he says to Jesus, and Jesus is tall, towering over him, and the stick figure says to Jesus, it's all I have. And Jesus says to him, it's all I want. Where are you today? What have we offered God today? Have we tried to buy God off with our good works, with our donations, with even going on site? Oh, fine, I'll please God that way. Or is it coming from a heart that says, Lord, I need you. I need you to do that work in me. That's what repentance is. To turn back and say, God, if, if, if you count my sins against me, I'm not going to make it. But I trust that you will do the work in me. Now, everything here that's, being, that's happening in Haggai was actually prophesied earlier. The judgment, yes, but also the restoration. And even then, God's prophets would say, but... You know, even the judgment might not be enough. The work will have to go deeper. Let me read from Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 24. And it says, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. Here it is. That's the return from exile. This is what the people in Haggai were experiencing. Verse 25, I shall sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols, I will cleanse you. That's the only way to become holy. Not by touching holy things or letting holy things touch you. God has to do the work from the inside out. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. A heart that's not hard, that's not unfeeling, that's not insensitive or callous. So sobrang pagkakalo niya, naging bato na. No, but a heart that, that is beating and loving and experiences the love of God and loves others. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your, your fathers and you shall be my people. And I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. And I will summon the grain. And make it abundant. And lay no famine upon you. I will make the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field abundant. That you may never again suffer the disgrace of famine among the nations. It talks about blessing. Some people say, don't talk about blessing. Because people will only do it for the blessing of God. 
you know, people who only do it for the blessing of God won't get the blessing of God. It won't happen. They might get rich, but it will be riches without blessing. But for those who repent and turn back to God, the Bible is clear. He grants His blessing. I'm not saying you're going to have all the name brand shoes you want, drive the fanciest car, but that's not what you need, is it? The blessing of God is much better than that. And it starts with repentance. One statement to summarize all of this, we need to trust God to renew our hearts. That's what needs to happen. Not us making it happen. We need to trust God to renew our hearts inside. And then we need to trust His heart to bless us. That's what God was telling the people in Haggai's time. Trust me. Trust me. You've repented, right? You've said sorry, right? I've forgiven you, right? Trust me. Ako bahala Because I was only after your heart in the first place. Where are we today? I pray that wherever we are, whatever we're going through, what we know is that we need to trust God to renew our hearts and we can trust His heart to take care of us. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.